Hello, thank you for listening to Emmaus Footnotes. This podcast offers uncomplicated guidance for following Jesus. We are kicking off the new year by offering short daily reflections on the Psalms. These podcasts are meant to serve as aids in nurturing the habit of reading a Psalm each day as a structured part of our prayer. Our church community is joining with other local churches and with a long history of Christian communities from around the world in the shared practice of reading and praying the Psalms together. We are praying Psalm 1 on January 1st, Psalm 2 on January 2nd, and so on all the way through the spring. We hope these short reflections on the first 30 Psalms will serve as a companion to your practice. Here is Pastor Nathan Oates. Psalm 2. Why did the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him." A few thoughts on this interesting psalm. First, the Lord's anointed is, almost certainly in the eyes of the author, King David. He's the one against whom the other nations of the earth have risen up to oppose. Not just God, but God's anointed. In other words, the one God has chosen to lead his people, the king, King David. Second, opposition to the Lord is portrayed as totally futile as laughable even. The author envisions God, the one enthroned in heaven, laughing, scoffing at those who oppose him, rebuking them in anger and terrifying them in his wrath. While it's difficult for me to imagine God scoffing at those who oppose him, I think the statement is meant to create in the reader a clear sense of the unparalleled, unrivaled, totally otherworldly level of power possessed by God. In other words, the most fearful, potentially destructive political forces on the planet are, according to the psalmist, amusing to God. There's a sense in which we might imagine God looking down on the nuclear arsenals of the earth's superpowers as pebbles and slingshots. That's cute. God might quip once he's able to stop laughing. The serious point is that nothing can stand against the creator of all things. For anyone to even suggest that they could oppose God is beyond ridiculous. It's foolish. 
So first, the author sees God's anointed as King David. Second, anyone who dares oppose the king because the king was chosen by God opposes God. And opposing God is laughable and will result in tasting God's wrath. And then here's a third thought. Early Christians living in the light of the resurrection found a deeper layer of meaning in Psalms like this one. They understood them as pointing through David to David's son or descendant, Jesus. Jesus is the true and eternal son of God. Jesus is God's anointed, or to use another Hebrew word, God's Messiah, or to use a Greek word, God's Christ. Psalm 2-7 is quoted twice in the New Testament, once in Hebrews 5 and once again in Acts 13, both in reference to Jesus. The writer of Hebrews says, In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son. Today I have become your father. There's the quote from Psalm 2. And then Luke, the writer of Acts, records a sermon of the Apostle Paul where Paul says, we tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus As it is written in the second Psalm, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Finally, how should we respond to such an interesting Psalm? Is the point to be intimidated or warned? Is it to be awed by God's multi-layered plan of redemption? Perhaps, but I encourage you to take hold to the final line of Psalm 2, as you work through the challenges and celebrations and the joy and the pain and the disappointments and the hopes of today. Blessed are all who take refuge in Him. Him refers to whom again? To Jesus, the Son of God. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Thank you for listening to this episode of Emmaus Footnotes. Join us again tomorrow for a reading and reflection on the next psalm.